Hi, and welcome to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. Every week we watch a movie and sit down here to talk about it. I'm Mel. I'm Katie. And we're your hosts. This week we watched Terminator Genesis, directed by Alan Taylor and released in 2015. Terminator Genesis is still at the cinemas, so if you're planning on seeing it, maybe come back to this podcast after Do you have, because we're going to talk spoilers. Yeah, we'll talk pretty big spoilers for this one too, because there's no way to talk about it without giving um, out spoilers. And, so. Yeah, and so beyond the big spoiler that's given out in the trailer. Um, so the plot goes something like this. John Connor sends Kyle Reese back in time to protect Sarah Connor, but when Kyle arrives in 1984, nothing is as is as he expected it to be. Here's the thing about this movie. Nothing about it seemed Terminator-y to me. Like, you just read out the names of the characters, and I'm like, I know that that was the names of the characters in this movie, but none of them were those characters. You know what I mean? Like, there's no... Amelia Clark. I love the idea of Amelia Clark action star, but she's not Sarah Connor. And then, like, you know, um, the, the Australian boys, they, they do their accents okay. And Jason Clark is super creepy, but they don't, not, they, and John Connor, to be fair, is like a nothing of a character, mm. but still neither of them were the characters. I mean, Jay Courtney's not Kyle Reese. He's just a big buff dude. I wasn't so bothered by Jay Courtney as Kyle Reese. I, I um, wasn't that they bothered me. It was just that it, it was Sarah Connor that really I felt like that was because Amelia Clark is trying her butt off to do this character. She's got them um, and they've got her looking right. But some so whoever wrote this just doesn't understand the character yeah. and also wants to wants to punish her for being female, I think. Well, I, there's there's uh, a lot of I mean there's a lot of things going on that make it all not work. Like the writing is terrible. Um, but the writing See, for Terminator is fairly simplistic, right? But it works well. I could, I, I hated the writing. I was actually didn't mind a lot of the rest of it. I thought there was some good Terminator bits. I loved 1984 Los Angeles. I liked the um. There was a set design in the final battle between Arnie and Jason Clark's John Connor Terminator bot that really um called back to Terminator Two to the final battle of that. Some of that set design. So I, well, I yeah, a lot of felt that. Yeah, Terminator Two. Terminatory um, in that sense. Well, the 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 setting for the final battle was. I think it's the same setting. Um, I'm pretty sure that. Yeah. I keep thinking Sensodyne, but it's uh, s- s- um, what is it? Cyberdyne. Cyberdyne. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cyberdyne is the setting for the, if I remember correctly, for the finale of Terminator Two as well. Yeah, yeah. They're in a warehouse. There's the, you know, the lava pit thing and the um, and the yellow. Um, industrial stuff. Yeah, 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 all of that stuff. So that's very, very similar. I actually found that kind of boring, to be honest. In fact, the, the, I, I really quite enjoyed the bruising action sequences of the first half of the movie, mm. but then the second half of the movie kind of got like silly unbelievable, like the bus thing, when the bus oh. flips several times, gets half of it chopped off, and then Sarah and Kyle are like, you okay? Yep. You okay? Yep. I'm cool. And you're like, no, you're not cool. You would have been thrown around that bus like a rag doll. What if she'd put on her seatbelt? Like, Pops told her to. She did. She had a seatbelt on, it seemed like. Yeah, she did. But he didn't. So um, he would have been thrown around that truck like a rag doll. The pro- problem and I she had still with the school bus was not that the, the accident at the end that was really unbelievable. It was that they were somewhere where there was a whole lot of people and they stole a school bus so they could get away from a dangerous situation, leaving, like, however many school children fit on that bus stranded. That, to me, goes against the sort of Sarah Connor spirit. I don't know. Sarah Connor is very um, um, practical. No, practical is not the word I'm Pragmatic? looking for. Pragmatic. Like, she would steal a school bus, but I think she would steal a school bus if there was nothing else there. 
Yeah, um, it, it was like all this stuff. There was motorbikes. But they had to put all this stuff on. I don't know. It just it, That kind of got me because I'm like, so why are there school buses there? If there are school buses there, there must be children up there. If there are children there, like in danger, do you really think stealing the school bus is your best option? Yeah. Like, it just, I, I, I feel I, like I was, they might have stolen a car instead, but it wouldn't have looked I kept as cool. Just, I kept just asking too many questions. And then, of course, they had the whole falling out of the bus thing, which is echoes the um the scene in the second Jurassic Park movie, which I just saw recently. So I was like, oh, yes, we're having the falling out of the bus scene. I know how There's a works. lot of movies like that. There's yeah, uh, it's, one it's of the Fast and Furiouses has it. Um, there's another movie I've Furious seen recently. Furious 7 has one, has a bus sequence. Yeah. Bus of the, it's, but, it's not uncommon. It's But no, the, the one where the thing is dangling over and the, the stuff's falling out of the end and mm. the thing and the stuff. The, there's a vehicle that's over and, you know, somebody's falling about to fall out of the end and stuff like that. That I it's mean, that's pretty... Um, yeah, yeah, it's cliched. cliched. And then there's the uh, the helicopter sequence that I just thought was like, yeah, okay. Because, um, I mean, you, you've you got like, oh, yeah, they can do cool stuff, but I think it's much more interesting to just watch them beat the crap out of each other well, yeah. and like go through walls and see which is like what's effective against each other and stuff like that. That was – and especially when they beat up the human characters mm. and, and like I actually thought um, the best things that Kyle Reese did were when he was getting out of the way of things and like when he was running away. He does a lot of crawling in the early part of this movie mm. and all of that I thought was much more exciting um, than watching the kind of ridiculous over-the-top yeah. stuff. And Terminator on Terminator fights are always great as well. Yeah. I quite enjoyed the um, Jason Clark uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger one in the hospital car park. That was that was quite well done. Yes, um, although Jason Clark really bothered me in this. I know he's the bad guy and everything, but you shouldn't think he's the bad guy way before he that reveal happens he's just he's not like as an actor he's not a leading man he's definitely the kind of guy you look at and you get a bit creeped out by yeah like, and that's just his personality like he he's got that sort of creepiness about him mm. and and like but i think he was playing it up too but mm. the thing is when we first see him we're supposed to like him and like but he plays that the same as later mm. so he's never really likable i mean john connor if you try and describe to me John Connor in five words, what are you going to come up with He's as a character? Just a cipher chosen one, really. That's, yeah. that's it. That's because what John Connor like, is. That's why so many actors can play him and we can't remember who played him when. He he goes through like whiny, floppy head teenager and then Which is somewhat his best whiny incarnation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's his best incarnation. Because he has a personality then. Mm. He says, no, I don't want to do things. And like he stands up for things mm. and he so i mean as much as it can be whiny it's it's a character and then there's somewhat whiny adult and then there's bossy leader of the revolution and there's no mm. when he's the leader of the revolution there's no like even when she says what's he like and mm. you think oh he's gonna tell us something about what he's like as a person there's nothing not there. even kyle reese knows what he's like other than he helped me out a bit and yeah, yeah. The first time I met him, he killed the Terminator. Okay, but what's he like? Mm, he made moonshine. We he made helped, moonshine. Once. He helped raise me, much like Pops helped raise you. But you can, she could tell you what Pops is like. Yeah, I know, and and it tells you something when the Terminator has more of a personality than like mm-hmm. our our supposed hero. I mean, John Connor's never been the hero, and that's the thing. Kyle Reese has never been the hero either. The main characters are Sarah Connor and the Terminator. Yep. And Kyle Reese in the first one is also played by Michael Bien, who is so much better <laughs> than Jay Courtney because he's got this kind of um, like vulnerability going on. Mm. Um, Kyle Reese is kind of this sweet character I think- that has grown up in a very difficult society. Mm. So he's got this kind of underlying sweetness, but everything is, is hardened. Mm. And then that, that's what Sarah and Kyle have in common mm. because Sarah has this innate goodness in her. 
but it com- becomes very hard by Terminator 2, right? In Terminator 1, she's yep. not that yet, which is what makes her so interesting and makes her the best character in this series. Mm-hmm. In this movie, the best character was J.K. Simmons, and he's not <laughs> He's hardly in it. Yeah. Like, J.K. Simmons and, well, and Arnie does a pretty good Well, job. that's right. Arnold Schwarzenegger and J.K. Simmons just have the chops or whatever to carry it off. I felt like our three sort of main young characters, just none of them are good enough to carry the movie. And I just don't – particularly not um, not Jason Clarke, who we've talked about before. Um, Jay Courtney, he – I didn't think he was bad. And obviously Kyle's, Kyle Reese is not the main role, so it's okay for him not to be brilliant. But uh, Amelia Clark also doesn't quite – she just doesn't carry – isn't really up to carrying the movie the way that, I don't know, that, that um, Linda Hamilton was. Mm. She just – they're just not quite there. Like, they're all kind of – I think particularly Jay Courtney and Amelia Clark are probably just too young and inexperienced. Even I like- also wonder if, if you gave them different characters if it might be different because mm. Sarah Connor is a very specific, like, thing in, in – she's a very specific person, right? Mm. And Lena Headey on the TV show does an okay job. And mm-hmm. Lena Headey is significantly oh, more. Oh, is she the Sarah Connor Chronicles? Lady? Yes. Oh, I was. I thought it was the chick from Firefly. Which one? Oh, you know the brown hair. Marina Backer. No, 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 no. Isn't um, isn't it Jewel State? Rain. Summer, oh, Summer Glau. Isn't Summer Glau? Yeah, she is. Isn't in she it. the lead? Sorry, I'm trying to think of what. So you I've were... never watched ter- Sarah Connor. The term Summer Glau Cron- doesn't play Sarah Connor. I did not know Summer Glau pe- plays that because I was like, yeah, she. The and only then thing I, I know about the Sarah Connor Chronicles is that that Summer Glau was in it, and yeah. I just assumed she was the lead. But no, it's, it's Lena Headey. Well, that's much better. Lena Headey's got a way lot more steel about it. Right. So, so no, the Summer Glau plays a Terminator. Who is sent back to protect Sarah and John, mm. and she she goes undercover at the high school, and then she, so she and John have sort of an interesting thing going on. Um, John in that show is played by that kid from Heroes, oh. who uh, um, was in like half a season of Heroes or something, and he's bland as anything. Uh, really, the best John Connor has been Edward Furlong, who is mm. not a great actor, but still is the best John Connor we've had. And then Christian Bale did nothing with that character. Um, so, yeah, yeah, I hated that fourth movie. I really, really hated oh, it's it. It's terrible. I mean, this is better than the fourth movie because yeah. it's entertaining. Yeah, it, it's kind of it keeps the pace up. It kind of my sort of when people say, "Is it any good?" My thought, my response is, "It's better than you think it's going to be." Yeah, but it's not good, which is damning with very faint praise. Um. So yeah, I mean, and that's the thing is that John Con is not a person. Kyle Reese in the fourth one is played by Anton Yelchin, which is possibly the weirdest casting ever. Mm. Um. But I don't think that Kyle Reese has ever been as good as Michael Biehn either. Kyle Reese on the show, I think he shows up for a bit, but his brother goes back in time and he's played by that dude from 90210. <laughs> Brian Austin Green. I've got it. Sorry, I have it up on screen. Right. So, um, oh man. So yeah, that, I mean, I did watch, I watched a bit of the show. I'm actually kind of planning to go back and actually watch the show at some point because I've seen a couple of yeah. episodes here and there, but it's never been high on my list of priorities. Um, Lena Headey's fine, but I have a thing with Lena Headey where I don't like watching her. I really like Lena Headey. I think she's like mad as a cut snake, but she's fantastic. But see, I like her in uh, Dread. Mm, I think yeah, it's yeah. the only movie I've ever oh, seen yeah, her in where I can be bad in Dread. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's because of the character she's playing. Whereas when I watch her in other things, I'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> yeah, well, she's kind of um, she's the definition of why they cast English people as villains, really. But, yeah, I mean, there's not she's not a good actress because she is. But she is, and she's and Amelia Clark is no Lena Headey. But that's the thing is that like Lena, even Lena Headey for me wasn't Sarah Connor. 
when I watch the show, I'm like, she does a better job, but she still isn't Sarah Connor. Mm. The only person I think who's actually done Sarah Connor justice is Linda Hamilton. And I think that's because Linda Hamilton was like, in the second movie, I want to get really buff and I'm going to take this. So she kind of directed it was the way that Sarah her. went. Right. Yeah. So Sarah Connor and Linda Hamilton are like entwined mm. now. Yeah. And it kind of. And she can do both of those, that that soft, you know, young, weak Sarah Connor mm. and the tough as nails Sarah Connor, and she can do both with it still being the same person, mm. which is really impressive. Yeah, um, and it makes me kind of sad that they would make all this effort to bring back Arnold Schwarzenegger and they didn't think of making all this effort to bring back Linda Hamilton. Yeah. Who I think would do a great job in an older Sarah Connor No, because role. she dies, so they can't do it. Mm, they kill oh, they off. could. I mean, she, they could easily do it, They I could suppose, easily. they changed every they, ever, they other thing. They the retconned in a new timeline, so yeah. they could very easily bring her back. And, yeah, and she is, could very easily do that role. Here's the thing about this movie, right? Nothing in it makes sense. Nothing in it makes I mean, the, I, I, I've watched a lot of time travel movies and time travel paradox movies. Oh, and God, yeah. I can follow time travel very well. Nothing in this movie makes sense. No, the the parallel universe seems to have been made merely for their convenience. But and also the parallel- so they could they could shoehorn in a story about how smartphones are bad for us. Yeah. And they have Sarah Connor come to the present, which is or like the very near future, 2017, mm. which is insane to start with. Why would you do that? But nothing in it like there's no there's no real reason for them to do the things that they're doing and there's no real like impetus. I mean the the fact that Kyle goes back in time to stop the Arnie T eight hundred from the first movie from killing Sarah mm. and doesn't even meet it. Oh no, he does meet it later. It comes back, mm. but like it's it's basically taken out of the picture before he gets yeah, they've there. Already dealt with it. Is like that's that's a writing flaw, guys. And it it goes keeps going from there until they build up all of these things and plot holes and pick up threads and leave them and all this sort of stuff that by the end of the movie you're like eh. but what I, I I felt like there was something somebody missing through the whole thing and I was like was there a character that was introduced that is part of our hero team and then I realized that JK Simmons was left at the hospital and then never you comes never, back. You never find out even if he survived or yeah it's ridiculous. Right like and he's the best character. Yeah. So he plays this cop who in in the 80s um is saved by uh, Sarah. Kyle and Sarah. Kyle's, both of them yeah. save him right? Mm. And then he sort of becomes obsessed with the idea of them. And then in 2017, he's still on the force, but he's a joke. And they call him Optimus Prime, which is like, firstly, a really, really odd reference. Like, he, he they're calling him a Transformer, not somebody who is obsessed with robots or like a more recognizable or mm. more like, you know, Optimus Prime, really? And then later on, they call um um the T-800 Lurch. Yep. And you're like, Lurch, that show hasn't been on the air for like 60 years, guys. Well, Lurch is from the Adams family, yeah. Yeah. I see, I use that reference. Frequently. I know. But that's the thing is that like, it's such an outdated reference to be putting in this script, which is about mm. futuristic technology and stuff. Well, it, for a movie that is, uh, that is about exploring technology, it's very anti technology. Whoever wrote oh, it yeah. is a real Luddite. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, so and they, you know, and then term, for some reason, Pops, which is the Terminator that raises Sarah Connor because it went back in time to stop her Otherwise being killed by old one. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, well, current day Arnold Schwarzenegger. And and it's interesting that they have the Asian 
T-1000, who doesn't mm. get enough to do, by the way. He also just disappears. Mm. Um, yeah, he does. Yeah. And he does quite a good job, but I mean, you know, my, uh, Michael Patrick. Oh, um, uh, Robert Patrick. Robert Patrick. I, I, knew just, that was I just wrong saw when I said a, it. Um, a video go past on Twitter about how he learned to shoot without blinking. It was really cool. He was so he was so good. He like was a really, exactly a genuinely memorable antagonist. Yeah. Um. Whereas the, I mean, but they don't give the new guy anything to do either. He just mm. is there no. for a minute to look cool, which is so it's so weird and it's so silly and it's so pointless. Mm. Like, then they get that whole threat out of the way very quickly. So they, they have a series of villains in this movie, but you never, f- you don't even know that John Connor's the main villain till later. And yeah. then John Connor is John Connor, but they put machines in him and it was Matt Smith who did it because Matt Smith is Skynet. Yeah, but the, the, the trailer had already spoiled that John, John Connor was a Terminator of some kind. Yeah. Like, well, even well, if that's it had fault of the. Um, would you have even liked him? No, no, I wouldn't have. But it would have been a better, would have been nice to have the reveal there. I think, I think not letting the movie reveal itself. I mean, obviously that's a studio decision as opposed to a director decision. But I, it would have been nice, I think, to have the reveal. We're nearly twenty minutes into the podcast, and we still haven't talked about like most of the plot or anything. Well, the plot is well. I mean, it's it's really kind of irrelevant. It's sort of. Um, Carl Reese goes back to 1984 and finds himself in a different timeline than the one that we know from the other Terminators. That's really right. that's that is it. And then when he's in 1984, but, okay. he, he, they jump forward to 2017. Why did somebody send someone back to kill Sarah when she was nine? Who did that and when? That is not clear. I think they can. They're leaving that for another movie. I'm assume. I think you're meant to assume it's Skynet. Right. So that's problem number one. Well, and, and to kill Sarah's parents and then have her retroactively raised by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. So that's, that's, that's problem number one. Which means right? therefore puts us out of continuity for the first movies. Number two, uh, apart from that one, who is the one who sent Pops back to protect Sarah? That is, I was really interested in that question. Right. They actually say it in the movie, who did it? And he says, those files have been deleted. We never come back to that. <laughs> that's done. That's the second question. From just the past for this movie to get started with, mm. right? That's the that's the alternate timeline we found ourselves in, and we know nothing about it. That's problem one. <laughs> so then, <laughs> what? So I'm just I'm looking through the cast list, and I've just seen Kyle's parents the the from the 2017 timeline. <laughs> Dad, that guy looks just like you. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. The guy looks nothing like Jay not Courtney. Not a little bit. Not, not the tiniest bit <laughs> like him. Like, way to go, casting department. It's a line in the movie and they couldn't get it right. Um, Sorry. And the cast, I really think the casting department has a lot to answer for in this well, one. Well, it just, it really doesn't have someone with the charisma to carry the movie other than Ar- Arnold has to do all the freaking charisma. And J.K. Simmons. And J.K. Simmons. They have to carry the entire charisma load for the movie and arnie to be fair does a very good job i mean his line readings are like it's arnold schwarzenegger i mean he's never been a great actor but his line readings are so spot on note perfect in this yeah his timing is perfect he gets every single he nails everything he has to do yeah right he's perfect he and i think he's also with the um I think with the benefit of age and experience, he's also doesn't take himself too seriously. Yeah. And so he's better than he was when he was doing it the first time around. Yeah. Even though he was perfect in the first couple as well. He was really well, but, good. But then. it works well with him because like the first Terminator is, you know, has no humor and is, mm. is a killing machine. And then the Terminator itself, uh, the T-800 itself has really 
kind of developed a lot over the mm. course of the movies. So it makes yeah. sense for him to be different now to what he was like then. And it also makes sense mm. with the actor. And, and I mean, he does, he, he, he just nails it. He's great. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and he actually has quite a nice relationship with Amelia Clark. Like I felt yeah. like their scenes together worked a lot better than the Amelia Clark, Jay Courtney scenes. Well, because they, they, the way the Amelia Clark, Jay Courtney scenes play out, part of the, part of it is physicality. She's tiny, like physically tiny, which yeah. is not Sarah Connor at all for starters. And next to Jay Courtney, who's quite tall, then she looks physically tiny and very, she's been coded really feminine as well. I got a couple of, there's definitely a couple of times where you get that vibe of that trope of uh, uppity independent woman needs to be taken down a peg by this macho See, man. I didn't get that so much. I got it more as like she's been hardened by life and he's trying to like, uh, you know, and, and I, I understand where that's coming from actually because of what I said before, how Kyle Reese is that very kind of, vulnerable sweet side Mm. the original kyle reese has that to him where he's actually quite like you know he's got this this core of real sentimentality underneath all this hardening of the the world that he grew up in right um and that's what she likes in him the first time Mm. so it makes sense for i i can see what they're doing they're putting terminator 2 sarah connor with Kyle Reese from Terminator 1, right? Right. And that's what they're trying to do there. But because she's nothing like Terminator 2 Sarah Connor and he's not got, hasn't got that ability to play the sensitivity that Michael Biehn mm. had, he, when they go together, they, it doesn't work out. So I can see what they yeah. were trying to so do, but it doesn't yeah, work. He, and he, it means that he comes off as kind of patronizing towards her and, yeah. and that is not the right dynamic between those two. Right. And that's why – so when they tell each other that they're in love with one another, I was like, what, Really? Oh, okay, sure. This is another weird thing that I had through the whole movie. Does it, like, all of the relationships that John Connor has with men seem really close? <laughs> like, he has, he and he and Kyle play off as more like Kyle has a huge crush on John Connor. Yeah, than, yeah, yeah, big time. Than, like, they're supposed to be father and son. <laughs> and it's, it's sort of, I think they were going for John raised Kyle and then Kyle was John's father. Mm-hmm doesn't work well, um john and sarah don't work either in the very brief period they no. do have together the, even he kind of is a bit menacing towards her in a way that i don't think is the right attitude for a person who'd grown up with sarah connor no but that's the thing he's already bad when he meets her yeah i know there's but, no none of john but connor he menaces in her in a way that if she if her character she was true to her character she would immediately realize that that was not him no but that's the thing is that she she's never met him Right. Sarah's never met John. Right, right. She's younger, yep. yep. Right. So, like, that's the thing is that there's no connection there. She's yeah. never met John and then he um, he is already bad when she meets him and there's no, like, if the movie had wanted to do something interesting, they might have had, Im- like, flashes of the old John Connor mm. trying to fight this machine that he's become and then flashes of the old John Connor being like, oh, it's my mother. I really want her yeah, to care about me. I got me. nothing. There was no- nothing. There was never a sense of any little part of him still remembering his mother no. as he did. And also, even if he doesn't have the same emotions, he's not going to forget her ability or her toughness. And so you would think he would treat her with a little more caution. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a lot of uh, – but it is very – but he's a machine as well, so he's not – yeah, that, he's not intimidated by her at all because no, he's of course just, he's not. But he would. No, I don't mean that he's not intimidated by her. I mean that 
he would be a little more cautious around her, knowing her as he did. I don't know. I don't. Th- I just think that it's so like clumsily written that none of that really mm. applies to anything. It's so clumsily written. Some yeah. of the lines you just. But particularly the I felt the most sorry for Amelia Clark, basically because she's the most likable of the three young ones. Yeah. But um, just some of the lines they had to come out with. Yeah. Like um, I, at one point, uh, Jay Courtney's got to say, "I know how time travel works." Like really? A lot. Yeah. The, the there's lines. A, there's, there's other clunkers that I laughed just at. Just really clunky. And then that's before you even get into things like the way they talk about computers and the way that systems work. Like I have. Very, very little technical understanding, and I know that's not how software launches go. Well, yeah, I mean, I have very little technical understanding, and I know that blowing up a building isn't going to stop this from stop happening. Some piece of software from being released. Let's just explode things. And okay. I also know that the release date of a piece of software is not necessarily the date it is finished, ready, and uploaded, and already working. Can like, I also point oy. out that there's no another interesting thing? I mean, there's no kind of culture shift or culture shock for. Sarah going into the future or for Kyle going into the past. Like there's no – They try very in one a couple of very tiny ways to show it with Sarah. They, they have her listening to a tape with headphones of the Ramones because obviously they spent some serious money to use the Ramones. And but they only do that because then like, a, they're because the ter- T-800 Pops has kept it. Yeah. Like – there's, there's a really condescending – bit so it's a it's a nostalgia thing not a yeah and that and there's a really condescending bit where she's walking through the hospital and people are and doctors are using ipads and tablets to you know do their job better and they make this really condescending comment about oh yeah everybody has these and that's all they do they just look at their smartphones all the time and like they're, they're walking through a hospital where they're being used by doctors who are treating people and like it's quite obvious that the technology is making the doctor's job easier and also making things better for patients so why are you being such a condescending bitch I think, about I it? I thought that was more about like because she has an innate fear of technology. Yeah. So I, I kind of get that one. It's more the guy who was on his phone while he was supposed to be doing his job at security and like mm. people yeah. filming a, a speech that they're at and everybody's got like Google Glass and their phones yeah. up and every single person is doing it. Nobody's just standing. Like it's it, it's, it's just way too much. It's, it's Whereas a very, the one where it's like she's, an old person's view of what. Gen Y is like or millennials yeah. are like and it just but, it's really but I think the one gross. where she's walking through the hospital and she sees everybody on it even though they're doing her job their jobs because she has that knowledge of what's going to happen her yeah. her attitude towards that is going to be totally is, is different, different. To the and that, well, that was okay it was it was more uh, Kyle Reese's attitude actually than her attitude but again he's going to grow up with the same fear because mm. he grew up in a world that's been destroyed by machines yeah right but you don't have they if they had JK Simmons with them Mm. Ex- explaining things. That's the thing is that he was wasted and he could have been a really good tool to use. Right, exactly. Like, there they was have, no... have him coming with them everywhere and going, oh, yes, this is what, like, well, I'm, even... I'm used to this and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, because he's got knowledge that Pops doesn't, even though they do even say, like, Pops has got lines about sometimes the long way is good or the, is the way to do it. And J.K. Simmons could be the perfect e- explanation of sometimes you need to go the long way yeah. to things. And he just... He drops off, even though he comes in, he lights up the screen for 15 minutes and then disappears again. Yeah, he's he's wonderful. In every single moment, he takes those lines and just makes them funny, mm. even though they're bad. Like, he, he is yeah. just terrific. And well, he, I, there was can, a moment when I was like, he should be the main character. Yeah. We should see this whole movie from his point of view and everybody else be minor characters in this movie. That would be more interesting. It would. 
and I think, uh, but but I mean, if, even some kind of little culture shock though from someone from 1984 to today, like yeah. you think that such Luddite writers would be able to come up with something like that because clearly they are living in culture shock about what 2015 <laughs> is like. Yeah, I do want to talk about um, visually. The movie worked quite well for me. Yep, um, I quite liked it visually, and I thought visually it was kind of trying to flash back to the original movies. And the it colors, did a good job. The color palette is quite good. And I liked the future scenes. I would have liked to stay there for longer. Mm. Um, if the movie had just been the future scenes in the 1984 stuff and not the stuff in the present, it would have been much more interesting, I The thought. 1984, as I said at the beginning, was my favourite bit. Like, that was really well done. And the um, the de-aging Arnold thing, the bringing in, like, well, I, I'm assuming they brought in old footage and kind of worked worked it into this. I don't know exactly how they did, but that special effect was done really well. Yeah. Yeah, no. And, and the 1984 stuff was kind of fun. Mm. There was still some bad lines, but it was kind of fun. Yeah, um, well, but when they went to the future, everything fell apart. I think I don't know why. I think the 1984 stuff looks so good because it just it makes me think of 80s sci-fi. Like it made me think of Blade yeah. Runner and original Terminator and all that. The way that they the city was a much more scary place back then, and I think mm. they were really well able to ca- capture that. I didn't so much mind the present day stuff. I just didn't think it was great. I thought that became much more average when it came to the present day, mm. and and the the stu- the stu- fight scenes became less believable, and and that well, I think that helicopter chase was silly, and it wasn't um, it could have been done better, but it sort of wasn't shot as well as it could have been. It wasn't yeah. really shot well enough that you could tell exactly what was going on all the time, and you um, and it suffered from it. It wasn't like used effectively at all. Right. And I also felt like there was a kind of a case of, and then this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens about the script. Like, yep. uh, the, the ending part, the last fight scene mm. felt very much like that to me because it was kind of this, okay, so what's going to happen next? Oh, I know they'll try and blow this place up, but then they can't do that because he comes. So then they're going to blow up the wall to get into this place. And then the, Terminator's going to fight the and and also the hero of the movie isn't any of our main characters. It's it's pops. It's the T eight hundred. So like, why even have them there at all? They don't affect anything. Mm. Oh, and then they don't solve the, their own problems. And the ending is stupid too because pops is able to get out of an explosion. If pops is able to get out of an explosion, clearly the T one thousand is going to get out of it too. Yes, like he should be just, dead. Of co- like if he is not dead, T one thousand is clearly not dead. And even though you wait. Like, wait. The T one thousand is the the T one thousands are the metal liquid yeah, metal liquid metals. Like he's they what they actually show is at the the post credit sequence is actually Matt Smith's Skynet character. Yeah, but and so he's not dead. Are Obvious- you talking about um um John Connor? Yeah, yeah. John Connor's something else. He's not a T one thousand. Oh well, he's whatever he is though. His he's is like magnetic those yeah, magnetic shavings. But it doesn't matter if the T eight hundred can survive it. I'm pretty sure he can survive it, even if he is caught somewhere in a time travel paradox. Right. Um, um and, and yeah and and of course Matt Smith's character survives like of course we didn't even almost didn't Skynet. need yeah. yeah we almost didn't need the post credit sequence because we've heard of the cloud <laughs> like duh um yeah and then but also well, I was uh, going back to something I talked about ages ago like John Connor's relationship with Skynet is is sort of weird as well like Skynet created him but he also has this kind of really strong protective vibe towards him and even um Danny. The, the, the creators, uh, the original Miles and Danny something, um, from the original, because I remember in T2, that was, he was played, Miles oh, the Dysons. Dyson, yeah. yeah. Um, Miles Dyson was played by an actor <laughs> that I really like. I think it's Joe Morton. Oh, okay. played Miles Dyson. 
So I always remember him like he's a really cool hmm. role in the second movie. And then his son sees what happens in the second movie. And I was like, oh, it's cool they brought them back. I like that. Yeah. yeah um, it was, it was Courtney B. Vance played Mild Ice. Mild yeah. yeah. I, I, I always think of them for as, two like, seconds. as like, you know, the, the vacuum cleaner family. I would just assume <laughs> that's the vacuum cleaner family and they've expanded into computing. There you go. Um, his, he has this really, this scene with, with Danny Dyson mm. that I was like, does he have a crush on him? Oh, oh, John Connor, yeah. Well, it's like men seem to be he, just well, the in love they, with John they're Connor. Sort of tu- they're quite touchy with one yeah. another. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. John, I, I, I'm definitely working off the head cannon at this point that John Connor is gay. Um, yeah, and that everybody falls yeah, in love. Well, with everyone's him. in love with him. And I always feel sorry for Skynet because Matt Smith was doing like working his butt off in this, and he was actually really good. Playing yeah. Skynet, like he was fantastic, and I'm in sad. Two seconds, he, yeah, he has like five minutes of screen time tops, and I really wanted to see more of him because he was so good. And I, and I'm, I kind of happy. He as would well. have been a better bad guy, mm. like mm-hmm. a better main bad guy. Yeah, they should have had him be the main bad guy instead of Jason Clark, who just isn't effective. Mm. Yeah, the whole time you're just like, really, that guy? Well, because Matt Smith has the charisma and the the experience to actually pull, like, carry that kind of weight of being mm. the bad guy. Plus, we, we should talk about my favorite, personal favorite factoid about this movie, which is that there's no Americans in the main cast of this movie no, at all. zero, zero. There's J.K. Simmons that we've even talked about in this movie mm. and, the, and the two, the Dysons. The Dysons, yep. Yeah. Um, so, we've got British Matt Smith. Mm. We've got Australians, Jay Courtney and Jason Clark, And the white boy Australian, like the, the buff white Australian uh, dude. No, the younger, uh, the younger Dyson's not American either. <laughs> There you go. I did wonder about that actually, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, 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 um, but the, these, these buff white Australian boys, you know, Sam Worthington and mm. these two guys, and there's a few others that I'm forgetting. Yeah. They're so boring. Mm-hmm. Why are we putting them in everything? We have better actors, guys. Yeah, we, we do. There's oh, a whole I, set of them that are just. It's almost like it's got, it got too easy as an Australian to go over to Hollywood and, and make a name for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like the, yeah, the only really good young one is, um, is Chris Hemsworth. Mm. I mean, there's a few. I think there's a couple of different kind of Australian actors working over there that are pretty good, but these guys are all dull. Mm. They're very boring and they're very, like, they all look the same well, more I, or less. I didn't actually know that Jay Courtney was Australian, so that's like a testament to his accent skills. So nice work, Jay Courtney. But Jay Courtney is interchangeable with Army Hammer and 10,000 other white frat boys. Yeah. It's boring. And Jason Clark is... Okay, Jason Clark has a different look about him because he's got that sort of older Aussie country bloke kind of thing about him. Very creepy smile. Yeah, I always super creepy. And and he's got like, you know, um interesting teeth and things. So I can sort of see why he might get cast just because he's not leading man material. But, yeah, but he's, he's also still boring. He's not a strong actor. No. And he just like not in I, anything I, I've seen him. With yeah, I do, I just it's a mystery. Jay Courtney also has a terrible track record with picking movies to be in. Because <laughs> he's in the Divergent series. He was in A Good Day to Die Hard and Oof. now he's and he's in this. And he played he plays um um John McClane's son in A Good Day to Die Hard. Oh, now I don't know about you, but there's nobody that I can picture less as John McClane's son than a guy who looks like that. Um but anyway. I, I can sort of buy that one actually. Um so then and then of course we've got British Amelia Clark and Austrian Who's now a naturalized American, but still Austrian, you know, sounding yeah. well, Arnold I mean, Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger's whole shtick is that he's not American. Right. So, like, 
Although he's played some characters who are clearly supposed to be just American in the past. Um, but yeah, this, and then that's the other thing. I, I read this comment. <laughs> and of course, like Byung Han Lee, the cop, the T1000 yeah. cop, he's not American no. either. Um, that was what I was going to talk about. The, there was a comment that I read recently that was like, why would you pick an Asian guy to be like an infiltration system? It's, they're supposed to be, in, be able to blend in. And I'm like, so they pick Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that He's guy totally blend blends in, in anywhere. <laughs> Maybe a weightlifting competition the mm. guy could blend in at. That's it. You know, a bodybuilding competition and that's it. He doesn't blend in. That's a no, ridiculous a, a, comment and a, a racist one too. Yeah. And an Asian cop is actually an excellent person to blend in because people will underestimate him. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, that, I mean, but it is it is clearly a we couldn't get Robert Patrick or any to, any to of agree these to back. any of this. So let's just put this guy in there instead. And it doesn't work. It's just it doesn't work as a movie. I mean, it was I didn't hate being watching the movie. Yeah, I, this is the thing. I didn't hate it at all. Actually, quite had a good time watching it. I was not. I think my expectations were really low. Yeah. I think I really hated the fourth one. It's terrible. And I, yeah, and I was just had zero expectations for this one. So I went into it and I'm like, yeah, okay. That's not the worst thing I've seen. I still think the fourth one should have ended with the Terminator that Sam Worthington played mm. becoming John Connor. Like John Connor, because right. John Connor was dying at the end of that movie. And I, and I believe the Sam Worthington bot gave him his heart. And yeah, he was like right. a Terminator who thought he was human. And I was like, they should have made jo- the Terminator John Connor. Then John Connor would be a Terminator. It would work great, great for this movie. Yeah, but well, also, that would have been. Yeah. But at the same time, like, it would have been a really interesting twist ending. But there's no twist to that movie. There's no nothing. It's just a boring movie. No, anyway. it was crap. All right, shall we wrap up? Okay, sure. So what are you giving it? Uh, two and a half. No way, I'm giving it two and a half as well. Yes. No, we don't we don't have that different opinions on it really. Um yeah, two and a half from me as well. Uh so yeah, thank you very much for listening to the Silver Screen Queens podcast. If you would like to read our show notes or find old episodes, they're on our website, silverscreenqueens.com. You can find us on Facebook, just search for Silver Screen Queens. You can find us on Twitter at screen underscore queens. We are on Tumblr, Tumblr.silverscreenqueens.com. And also, if you'd like to read Katie's review of Terminator Genesis or any of the other movies that we watch or she watches, you can do that on her blog, which is silverscreenqueen.wordpress.com. And also, if you have time, if you could rate and review us on iTunes. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Bye.